Hey there, it's Winston Faircloth, and welcome to episode 19 of the Begin Again podcast. And this is going to kick off a multi-part series where we take you behind the curtain on the differences between my first business, which got to four and a half million dollars a year, and the second business that reached the low six figures per year. And this is a first time that I've released this audio in a free manner. This is from a course that I developed last summer when I wrote my ebook, Seven Lessons to Building a Seven-Figure Business. And over the upcoming episodes, we're going to give you this content for free because you're a loyal podcast listener. This first episode is an overview of the contrast between the first two businesses. I hope you enjoy it. I'm presenting this to you because I want to help you flatten your learning curve and to learn from the lessons that I've had in starting, growing, and scaling two businesses over the last two decades that I've been personally involved in. One of those businesses uh, grew to multi-million dollar revenues, annual revenues. And the other business got to low six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses. And so in this ebook and video series, I'm going to give up distilled the wisdom, the experience, the things I had done well, the things I wished I had done differently. I've distilled those into seven lessons for you that are bite-sized, actionable, and hopefully inspirational lessons that you can use as you grow into your future seven-figure business. So let me tell you a little bit about each of those businesses' backgrounds so that you have some context. And we'll go deeper into these in the, in the various lessons. The first business I bought, uh, built really came out of my own personal experience and frustration with a gap in the market that I saw. It was something that I had been involved in in my previous day job. And I had gotten to be really proficient about thinking about this as a gap in the marketplace. As a consumer, it's like, why hasn't someone solved this problem? I'm crying out for more capability uh, in my technology group group and in, in the division I was responsible for. I needed to be able to do the things that bigger, more resourced organizations could do, but I had to do it within the budget constraints that I had in my organization. And I was crying out for, why hasn't anyone solved this problem? Whenever you get that kind of feeling, you see something that's so obvious to you as a market need, or conversely, people come to you with the same market need over and over, that is an indication that you may be onto something that could be extremely valuable to your to the community that you want to serve. And in the case of the the multi-million dollar business, you know, this idea that turned into a multi-million dollar business, it started with that deep, deep need. I ended up being, in a lot of ways, the ideal customer for this business. I had been in an industry for 18 years. I had deep relationships in the industry, but I could, this, this really puzzled me and concerned me why no one was really addressing this, this need. Over the course of these lessons, I'm going to talk about how that idea turned into something that we cast a vision for. We ended up uh, a pivotal part of the journey towards a multi-million dollar business was when we enrolled a set of early adopters who prepaid and pre-funded 
the design and building of this solution. They pre-committed money and resources so that we could build a solution tailor-made to that group of early adopters. That early adopter group became our best referrals. Uh, they became our best ambassadors to the program later on. Because they were early adopter, they got the lowest possible prices and they had the most uh, incredible amount of uh, opportunity to tailor and customize their service. One of the other key points of that growth was that we quickly, because of our resource constraints early on, we decided to standardize and to systematize our delivery of service and not trying to see this as all custom work that would be done individually for each of these clients. We saw this as an opportunity to really uh, drive additional value in having standardized processes so that way we could transfer the knowledge and experience across multiple of our clients who were using the service in a very similar way. And that was an extra benefit from doing that. In, in these seven lessons, we also talk about the mistake I made in terms of how I hired and when I hired and who I hired. And so as you grow from a solopreneur where you are the stranglehold on your business, how, when, and who you hire are critical for your scaling uh, of your business going forward. So many of the lessons address that as well. And finally, making sure that all your revenue that you're bringing in has a purpose and a home and that you've intentionally designed that on the front end so that you can, as your, as your organization grows and there are other market opportunities that come in front of you, that you have squirreled away some resources for that pivot or that new market opportunity that, that will inevitably merge, uh, emerge as you grow. So uh, these lessons are uh, distilled from uh, my years of experience in growing that initial business from an idea to four and a half million dollars a year at our peak, where we were serving 20% of our target market. We had team members in 10 different states, and it was one of the most rewarding seasons of my career to be from inception to that kind of peak state experience. And then in my second business, Unfortunately, I didn't have this blueprint, and so I just built a business in a very traditional way where I really wanted to respond to, again, another market need, but I failed to put some of these practices in place of an early adopter or uh, intentionally uh, squirreling away money. So in my second business, I got was able to get that to low six figures to, uh, into the 200000 or so a year range but it never did scale, it never did grow, never had the same kind of traction as the first business. So this story, this lesson, these seven lessons are a contrast between one business and the other. Uh, what I did right in one business and what I didn't do so well in the second business. And my gift to you, my desire for you as a future seven-figure CEO is that you take hold of these lessons, that you apply these lessons, and that you maybe even take the opportunity to go deeper with me in applying these lessons to your individual need. So that wraps up our overview podcast in terms of the seven lessons from building a seven-figure business. So what's your inspirational takeaway today? Can you draw a contrast between your previous efforts to start or grow your business 
And if you've never started your own business, let's dig into why not. Let's spend a few moments to see what lessons you can draw out from these contrasts or experiences in your life. And next time we'll talk about lesson number one, how to solve a big problem you understand. So if you've not downloaded the ebook yet, make sure to go to future7figureceo.com to download your own copy of the seven lessons ebook. And let's draw deeper faith, inspiration, and encouragement in our own begin again moments. If you'd like to help others, make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Your honest review helps us spread the word. And when you post your review, capture a screenshot and contact us with your mailing address to the email address in the show notes. We'd love to send you a gift in the mail. And remember, the biggest breakthroughs in life and business occur the moment you decide to begin again. I'll catch you on the next episode.